to WVNG Ed Talks, a simple discussion about sometimes complex military education benefits. I'm Dr. Sherry Schaefer, Education Services Officer for the West Virginia National Guard. Today I have two special guests with me to talk about a critical step in your education journey, finding a major. Next to finance, this often seems to be one of the most daunting tasks for students, including our service members. So I would like to welcome Missy Lair, the Director of Veteran and Military Affairs, and Tom Connor, Director of Admissions, both from Bridge Valley Community and Technical College, who can help us understand the process of selecting a major. Welcome to Ed Talks. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. So before we get started, take a moment and tell me a little bit about your background. How long have you been at Bridge Valley and your experience assisting students? I've been at Bridge Valley going on 13 years. I started off in the admissions office. Um, and when we merged schools and formed Bridge Valley in 2014, it's when I switched over and started working with our veterans. I started at Bridge Valley in 2010 as an adjunct professor. In 2015, became a admissions counselor. And then uh, just worked my way up in admissions. Now I'm the director. Wow. All right. So, you know, we, we ask small children, what what do you want to be when you grow up? So there seems to be a lot of pressure placed on students to select a major, even from an early age. Did either of you know from a young age what you wanted to do as an adult? Never thought I'd be working with veterans. Um, I wanted to be a nurse. And then I realized, well, I don't like the sight of blood, so that was off the table. <laughs> um, so, you know, it just kind of, I'm a people person, so I knew I wanted to work with people somehow. Yeah, like Missy, I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I knew I was always a caregiver. Um, but I knew it was going to be with people. Uh, before Bridge Valley, I was in juvenile corrections. So it's always been, like Missy said, a people person. Well, for me, I was inspired by Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Long story short, but on Sesame Street, he used to do the reporting Oh, you all yeah. remember that? Yes. It's Kermit the Frog reporting. <laughs> so I always wanted to be a journalist and, in fact, did actually study that in um, high school. Well, started in junior high all the way up through college. Um, actually worked in television news for a while. So, and, and then ended up teaching it. And then, you know, direct or indirect route kind of ended up here doing the education thing. So, yeah, it's been a long journey for me, but mine kind of changed midstream from from broadcasting to education focus. So, anyway, that's kind of my story with Kermit the Frog. But <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, reading an article in the Washington Post by Jeffrey Salingo. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Called "Why Choosing a College Major Is So Fraught with Anxiety," and he stated that 52 percent of high school students change their major essentially from the time they take the SAT ACT to when they apply for college. And then another statistic from the U.S. Department of Education stated that one-third, that's one-third of first-time freshmen change their major at least one time in three years. So why do you think it is such a difficult decision to pinpoint a major? I th personally, I think uh, coming straight out of high school, your uh, student is hearing outside voices hearing from your parents, your school counselor, your teacher. And that usually that first semester or so, they're not really sure who they are. But as they grow, being more independent, joining certain clubs and being around different groups, they kind of find themselves growing 
in college. That's why the, the change. Well, I really don't want to be a doctor like my mom said. <laughs> you yeah. know, I really don't want to be this lawyer. I want to be a welder. You know, it's, I, I think it's a maturation process that our individual goes through and finding their, their true selves. And I think the average college student changes majors three times. Three times instead of the times. one. Mm-hmm. That's average, right, Tom? Yeah. So for me, my mom wanted me to be a nurse. And I'm like you. I, I don't like all of that stuff. I'm glad we have people who do, but I cannot do that. <laughs> you would not want me to be your nurse. So that was not a logical choice for me, too. So I, I'm, I'm surprised that you said three times, though. I mean, is that something you all see commonly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. You do. you do? Yeah. So do you believe that there might also be some misguided views concerning selecting a major in fields that are filled traditionally by one gender or another? Or is that changing? I think it's changing because we actually have female students now in our welding program and our diesel program. And we have male students in our nursing programs and in our dental hygiene programs. So it's kind of crisscrossed. Yeah, the stereotype has faded through time. And that's a good thing. When I grew up, a male was going to be a doctor, a female was going to be a nurse. And that's, I'm a child of the 70s. Right. And uh, the stereotypes all changed. Like when I started in admissions, I was working for basically the manufacturing part of the school. And I recruited a lot of female welders. And actually, they make better welders because they're more precise. And they say their hands are smaller. Yeah. So they can get into different crevices where a man's hands can't. So that's what makes them a better welder. Well, that's interesting. So someone told me that many students turn to family or friends for advice on selecting a major, but this may not always be the best source. So where should students start, and what are those key considerations? We have started something um, at Bridge Valley. We started it in the summer of 2021, so it's really new. It is called WOWIE. And WOWIE is the world of work inventory, and it is a career assessment that combines career interests and work styles, and then that matches um, careers with your personal needs. So the assessment is meant to open potential career options for any incoming student. Um, All students are required to take the WOWIE when they first come in, um, and they have to take this before their initial advising appointment, um, and it kind of, you know, opens their eyes to, I didn't know that I could do that, but when they answer the questions in WOWIE, it kind of leads them possibly towards a major. Interesting. So what about considering a potential salary or job market? I believe our community colleges in West Virginia, such as Bridge Valley, are very in tune to the market trends and needs out there, but should students also look at that? I believe, um, me personally, uh, if you like what you're doing, I mean, really love it, if that's your choice of career, money's an issue, but it's not the issue. You know, I've had a lot of jobs in my lifetime that I was like, oh, I, I can't wait to get out of here. You know, it was just a job. But when picking a career, money's going to be part of the checklist. Right. But then again, you'll make it work with whatever that job annual salary is, if that's what you love doing. I totally agree. I think you, you're at work more sometimes than you're at home, so you better like what you're doing. <laughs> true. That's very, very true. So I also have heard that it's important to explore a major and then let external forces shape it. So maybe that's 
job shadowing or a part-time job in the field, if you can, that you're looking at um, maybe an internship. So what do you think about that? I, I, when I tour parents, potential students or just students, I let them know that in a community college, your senior year in a community college, that semester you're doing an a internship. And I always tell the student, like, when you do that internship, treat it as a job, uh, a job interview. Um, Missy's son was a student of ours. He was a medical lab technician. And when he was doing his clinicals, they hired him before he even graduated the, the, the school. And he's now he's there full time. Once he graduated, he's there full time. But he was he was full time before he graduated. Because but, he, but he took one semester of nursing and then fast realized this is not what I want to do. But he knew that he wanted to do something in the medical field. So we have lots of different majors in the medical field. So he just took what he had already had and slid that right into medical lab technician. So that kind of goes into my next question is, is that given the likelihood that students will change majors, what do they need to keep in mind when they change their mind? Well, we were talking coming in today, and we, you know, all students have to have general studies um, with every major, whether it's welding or dental hygiene, nursing or diesel. Um, they all have to have a math and an English, um, a science um, to, to get started. So they can carry and take this into any major they decide to change into if they choose to do that. So you really need to keep in mind that you've taken classes, but each major has specific courses, and you may have to pick up a few additional courses depending on where you are. Typically in like the second, third, and fourth semester, especially the third and fourth semesters, when you're really going to start in on the true major. Maybe the first semester or even two, you're just taking gen ed classes. So you haven't wasted your time. Yeah, it gives you that foundation. Right. Say, like you said, a lot of students uh, change their majors. As long as you have that foundation of your your English, your math, your your, uh, lab science, your social science, you could branch off to any major at that point. And that's usually given the first two semesters. You know, I actually had someone, one of our service members, asked me recently about possibly changing midstream in a master's. And that's a little bit more tricky because most of the time those yeah. things don't transfer. Right. So you're looking at starting over. Yeah, so so anyway, it's, it's really important, I guess, to pay attention to the courses that are required and where are you in that cycle. And that catalog is the most important thing. When I was in my master's, I was in, going into counseling. And I switched it to uh, leadership studies. But when I looked at the leadership studies, which was 35 hours, the majority of of those classes were counseling courses that I already had. So I didn't have to start all over. So you were fortunate. Yeah, I was, I probably wouldn't have switched over. Right. If, you know, just starting back from scratch again. But it's a little bit easier in the undergrad. Yes. Okay. So there's the transfer student. You know, this is, this is a common situation for military students who change schools due to attending while they served elsewhere. Maybe they were on active duty or they stopped out due to mil- military commitments, finances, or a myriad of other reasons. What advice do you have for the transfer student? The, only, the thing about gen ed courses, when they take those while they're in the military, those also transfer. English 101 is English 101 in Canada, Japan, <laughs> you know, it, you know, and now um, it de- depends on the specifics 
of the courses they've taken and the program that they are taking. I would advise them to meet with the chair of that program after they send us their transcripts and we um, articulate them mm -hmm. to see if, uh, say, like a science 203 equals our biology. Right. Okay, we could give you credit for that. You know, once we get it articulated and they meet with that chair and the chair can see what, what programs match our programs, then they can go on forward with a plan. And we, and we don't just give them credit for um, college transcripts. We also give them credit for their joint service transcripts. We always tell them to send those to us as well. Yes. Yeah, we advise that as well. Send your joint service transcript if you're on the Army side here in the West Virginia National Guard mm -hmm. and your CCAF if you're on the air side. Yeah. So I, what I'm hearing you say is that it's important to have discussions with the admissions folks, with your, with your chair and your advisor, correct? Yeah. Correct. So keep those lines of communication open. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what about a minor? What what value does a minor bring? Well, we only have at Bridge Valley, so I can only speak for us. We don't have like a major and a minor right. at Bridge Valley. We're a two-year school, so we really just have one major. But You can get a certificate, a one-year certificate in that major, but usually after spending two semesters, they decided to just stay over two more to get that associate's degree. Right. And so many of the majors overlap each other. Like, for instance, someone might be um, in diesel. We have a lot of veterans that want to do that hands-on diesel program. But while they've been in diesel, they've had to take some welding classes. And they realize, well, I really like this. So they've already had some welding classes. When they finish with their diesel, they slide right into the welding class and it's usually only about maybe a semester sometimes one year and then they end up with two associate degrees so it's it's almost like an additional concentration in a way yes gotcha so you've given us some good things to think about today um, any other comments that you have any advice or suggestions when someone's thinking about that major or what they want to do when they grow up just just um leave pride at the door Come on in um, to the school. We're open five days a week, or, or um, we have a, a booking site in, on our missions page, on our um, homepage. And you can set a one on one appointment via Zoom or in person with one of the missions counselors. And once my department gets you in there, we can direct you. Oh, you're a vet. After I start, after I'm done talking to them about the, the process of admissions getting their transcripts sent to us. I personally walk them over to Missy or Tammy over here and say, this is a vet. Then they get them through the process of working their benefits and whatever else that they do. And I think I would say just don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you get in and, think, you know, try to go through a program that you thought this is what you wanted to do since you were a little girl, um, don't put pressure on yourself if you need to change. Well, you've given us some good things to think about, certainly, and, and hopefully our service members will be able to take this advice and put it to good use. I thank you both for being here today. Another comment? Yeah, well, more for Missy to remind her, would you tell them about the um, being number one in the state for veterans? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Can't let that one go by. <laughs> Bridge Valley um, has gotten, we're a military-friendly school, and so we've made it into the Military-Friendly Magazine oh, many nice. times. But we were, um, 
one year um, recently we had gold status, which means we were number one um, for community colleges in the nation because of the services that we offer to our veterans. And so that's an important thing to look at, too, is when you're looking at not just choosing a major but choosing a school, what services are they going to provide me, correct? We, we have um, principles of excellence. We meet all of those needs. Um, we meet Yellow Ribbon, um, pretty much five-star challenge. Um, so we, we do have all of these things on our checklist if they go to Weems. Um, which is something I'm sure they've heard of before, and they can look up Bridge Valley. This is all located on there. It's fantastic. She got Thank you. two beautiful vet lounges. Oh, nice. One on each campus. <laughs> My hiding place when I'm hiding from everywhere. I go to the vet lounge. <laughs> They're nice. We, You know, to be um, in accordance to the principles of excellence, we have to have lounges wherever we have campuses for our veterans. And it's just a place for them to go. Um, we have, that's where our VA look, uh, work study is also located. Um, and we have a computer and printers in there for them. They can print free of charge. Um, we have a refrigerator and microwave, um, coffee pot, which we keep coffee going all the time. So it's, <laughs> it's really just, when you're in school, it right? really yeah. is, it really is. It's just a way for them to get in and kind of escape the noise. Well, that's fantastic. So for additional assistance on selecting a major, Check out onetonline.org, or you can Google Cooter Journey. That's K-U-D-E-R Journey for military to explore college and career options. And one more resource is always to contact your education services office. In West Virginia, our number is 304-561-6361. That's 304-561-6361. Join us next time on WVNG Ed Talks as we will take a deep dive into the Promise Scholarship Program here in West Virginia. WVNG Ed Talks. Tune in, turn it up, and join the conversation.